Okay, starting the recording. Yep, go for it. Stream is on. Here we go. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast line, as well as well as like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. Doing good. Um, it's a little cold and maybe kind of a rainy, gloomy day here. So, what was, uh, what's your temp? Because you say it's cold, and I want to know. Well, I, well, no, I, I, I updated more gloomy than cold. Okay. It might be in the 40s. I oh, don't know. we're not even into the 30s yet. Yeah. It was 28 degrees when I came downstairs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't think it's that. It's more, more, more just a gloomy day. So luckily got, they took it, out the precipitation for today, because otherwise it would have been snowing all day. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know. So here with all the rain that's coming in right now, that means that my lawn is all those leaves that are sitting on my lawn that I haven't had a chance to mow and get raked up are now getting rained on. Yeah, that happens. I mean, mine's mine. I was expecting to get snow, and hopefully by next week. It'd be dry enough that I could actually clean it up. I'm hoping I might, as soon as we're done here, I'll go do that and then have a bunch of other stuff, family stuff today. So it's uh, going yeah. to be a rough weekend, but we'll make it through. Uh, yeah. So, Rich, let's talk about this week's show. Um, we will be in the le- in the second to last NASCAR corner of the year. That's right, because it's championship weekend out in the desert, last NASCAR race in Phoenix. Um, also, um, it'll be our second to last episode for baseball. Yeah, for the season. Unless there's, unless there's some off-season news or talk to kind of sprinkle in as maybe like a quick hit as yep. the World Series. Game six and seven this weekend. Tonight and maybe. tomorrow. If we need a game seven tomorrow night, it, but we'll talk about that later in the show. Yep. We also have and the what's NFL, the final thing we're going to talk about? We got the NFL and power rankings to talk about all that and more. But Rich, what should we do today? Mike, let's go ahead and roll the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich, uh, before we get into anything, we did forget one thing that we normally do at the top of the show. What's that? Hi, YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell, watch our other videos, go subscribe to Rich's wife's channel, all of the things. Do it. If if enough people subscribe to her channel, maybe she'll record and release a new one, and you can figure out some budgeting things. That's right. Dino Budgets. Yep. Check her out. Okay. So, uh, before we do get into the other parts of the show, let's talk about our poll question. That's right. So, Mike, uh, we put three th- three songs up for voting for kind of like a jock jam or a stadium song. Uh, Bang on the Drum All Day, 
unbelievable and blitzkrieg bop. Yep. So, Mike, how did you vote? Um, well, I voted for blitzkrieg bop. So did I. Mostly because when I think of bang, I know you said, oh, bang on the drum all day. That's that's like the thing you hear on a Friday, Friday day game at Wrigley Field. And that's true. I love riding into work on on a Friday and on the Dwyer Michaels show and they play that song. Yeah. Because it's finally Friday. But as a sports song, what team always plays bang on the drum all the time? I don't know. When things are going well. I don't know. Who is it? The Green Bay Packers. Ugh, I hate that. Every time they score a touchdown, you makes get the me like bang that song even less now. Bit. Yeah, so I voted Blitzkrieg Bop for that reason. Yep, and with seven votes, uh, Adam Heath, Mark Hendricks, and Rodney Mueller all voted for "Bang on Your Bang on the Drum All Day," with four okay. votes. Hey. Oh, let's go. Hey, oh, let's go. Blitzkrieg bop with the win. Unbelievable got zero votes, but somehow got 1% of the votes. Okay. Facebook, your uh, algorithm's a little weird, but that's okay. All right. Um, All right. So maybe, maybe somebody voted for it and then unvoted for it. Maybe that's where it's accounting it for. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, Mike, this week we're going back to just a two-song matchup and we're gonna go with crazy train against we will rock you man you are putting again together two like when you put together my favorite songs they are only like like this <laughs> i would have an easy time if either of these songs were last in last week's poll but putting them t- against each other this is gonna be a hard I, I don't know how i'm gonna vote yet i can't i can't even preview what my vote is going to be because I don't know what my vote is going to be yet. Look for that to go live today at 5. If you want to find that, it is going to be at facebook.com slash fans of Balls and Sticks. Or you you could also find it at the Balls and Sticks regular page as well yeah, we as we as share well, it. But... We share it over to the other page since Facebook has this weird thing about you can only do a poll in a fan page yeah it's weird we might be able to do it i don't know they change things all the time and it's never the same and whatever anyway all right mike what's coming one up one more week it's uh, is it a left turn mike it is a left turn and after that rich it's another left turn mike because that's we're because... going into the nascar corner presented as always by triple i sports guards incorporated check them out on mold in uh, moline illinois they're down on fifth avenue or you can also find them on eBay. Triple yeah. I Sports Cards Incorporated. Yeah. So, Rich, last week we were in Martinsville, or Martinsville, if you're, if you so choose, uh, for the Xfinity 500. We saw Christopher Bell take the win. Your pick of Ross Chastain in the most amazing week. <laughs> I can't even I can't even get through this because I'm a a I'm a Denny Hamlin fan and I, I wanted him to make the the championship race. That's number one. Number two, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I picked Denny Hamlin last week because he needed the win. He needed to do something. He needed to be four spots ahead of Ross Chastain in order to make the final race of the year. 
and yet Ross Chastain passed him on the last lap. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Most amazing move we've seen in NASCAR in nearly a century. Um, and then uh, Denny Hamlin finished finished sixth. And you also, uh, in our uh, drivers for um, for our non-player Outside drivers, of the playoffs. Uh, I was... picked Martin Truex Jr., who finished 21st. And you picked A.J. Allmendinger, who finished 24th. Okay. So let's talk about how much of the race did you get to watch? I watched all of it. Okay. Okay. Um, I watched... Maybe some through my eyelids, but I watched all of it. You took a NASCAR nap. That's acceptable. Everybody takes a NASCAR nap at once in a while. Um, yeah, I watched a good chunk of it. Um, so, yeah, the end of the race, Ross Chastain knows that he has to pick up at least two spots. Uh, in order to make the final uh, the final race of the year in order to compete for a championship. And he goes in, puts his car, literally puts his car against the wall and puts his foot down as hard as he can and lets the wall do the driving for him. Getting him in, like, he, he literally makes a lap two seconds faster than anybody else did the entire day to go from 10th to 5th. Oh, it was 10th? Yeah. And the NASCAR has done a wonderful job in giving so many perspective of what was going on while he was doing this. Yeah. Going with giving, giving you the angle that Ross Chastain was seeing as he was making this move, giving you audio of other people that were behind him, seeing what was going on as they were being passed or what was going on. The crew chief, the spotter, yeah, the spotter audio that while this, all this was going on. But my biggest problem okay. is NASCAR is now talking about, we need to figure out what to do to keep this from happening again. That was unsafe. I'm sorry. He actually did it fairly safely. He didn't cause a wreck. He could have caused a wreck. He could have, but he didn't. He, it was an exciting move that legitimate, legitimately people all around the world are talking about. Yeah, because at that race, at the end of the race, it wasn't. There was more talk about what Ross Chastain did yeah. to go from not being in the championship four to being in the championship four than there was about Christopher Bell coming out of nowhere to win the race yep. to go from being last in the last in the in the round of eight to being to advancing to get into the championship four again for the second elimination race in a row. Yep. I mean, I, that in and of itself is amazing. Don't get me wrong. What Christopher Bell did, has done is amazing. But what Ross Chastain did is getting eyes on NASCAR. And NASCAR wants to eliminate it? Yeah. The The funny part was is that you had Kyle Larson come out and say, this is embarrassing. That's an embarrassing move for NASCAR to be able to pull off that move. Yet he did the same thing at Martinsville in the past. Yeah. To, to get a win. Yeah, I, the way that it's being approached is, and 
So NASCAR says, oh, we have to look into this incident, see what's going to come of it. But at the same time, they're putting out every angle, everything to get eyes on it because mm-hmm. they know how exciting it is. You can't have it both ways, NASCAR. Come on now. Don't change the no. rules. Don't do any of that. Leave it the way it is. Let us have our NASCAR. Let us have the NASCAR the way that it's meant to. Let the guys yeah, do it. I mean, by the during way, the regular, yeah. there, is a, there is a good chance that doesn't work. He exactly. goes in too early. He bounce. He hits a. He hits a, the barrier in a angle that doesn't let him have a good fin. Let doesn't keep him against the wall. Bounces off. Wrecks his car. He breaks something. All of these things can happen. I understand that, but if it does, if it didn't work, if he did any, if any of that stuff happened, we're talking about. What a putz. But because it worked, let it go. Come on now. Yeah, and it isn't like you're going to see every single race at Martinsville come down to that if somebody's trying to get, a, 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 I guess, a regular season tactic using this type of tactic in the regular season. You probably won't see very often, but a nope. postseason where you need to have, where you need to get a win. Yep. To or either least... move on or make the yep. playoffs. You're not. NASCAR has limited the amount of cars that you can have yeah. and modify during the regular season. It's and yeah, I mean, you're also not going to see. I mean, if the same move had been happened at Daytona or Talladega, where everything's unpredictable, By and the way, you're trying to get it, it wouldn't work at Talladega or Daytona because you are already your foot is already all the way on the ground. And you are turning, and you're able to keep your car turning at such high rate of speed that it wouldn't work anywhere else. It might work at Bristol, but not really. Come on now. NASCAR, let it happen. It's good. It was good yeah, for the sport. I wouldn't I, worry about it. I mean, I think people maybe have suggested a kind of like similar to the NBA with in the, in the paint, a three-second violation or something like that. So are you going to? limit the amount of time that somebody could spend on the wall to where if NASCAR reviewed it, stopwatch, yep, you finished, you technically finished more, but we have to disqualify you because you spent too much time on the wall passing all those cars. I don't like it. I, I don't like it either. So being, I, I, I don't see why they just can't accept it as, man, that was a gutsy move that paid off. Good for him. And yeah. just accept it as that's not going to happen every single time you go to a track similar to Martinsville and yeah. move on. It's not. And it was good. It's good for the sport. Okay. Uh, this week we have championship race, the NASCAR championship race. Uh, who's the sponsor of it? Um, it doesn't have a sponsor. It's just the NASCAR championship race, oh, I think. Okay. I, I didn't know. Okay. Let me see if there is a sponsor real quick while we're talking. So, Mike um, – my pick of uh, Ross Chastain down in Martinsville finished ahead of yours, of Denny Hamlin. So I'm going to stick with Ross Chastain. I, I think who you may or may not be picking could have a better chance of winning the race. But so go ahead and give your pick. I'm going Ross I'm going to go Chase Elliott. Okay. So the reason I think Chase Elliott has a great chance to win the race, but I, I wasn't going to take Chase Elliott because I know A, you like to pick the guy that you pick at the regular at the either the start of the postseason or the start of the regular season at the end if they're still in it. So I wasn't going to take that away from you. But also, 
my wife has really enjoyed watching Ch Ross Chastain. So I'm going to root. With, I want to root with her. And quite frankly, I'd love to see a watermelon smash amongst all the confetti. Yeah, that would <laughs> in, be really Phoenix. cool to see. I, I totally agree. It would be really cool to see. But um, I just personally, I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see it. I, I think Chase, I mean I picked Chase Elliott at the beginning of the year. I'm gonna stick with it. All right. Yep. And I don't blame you one bit. So by the way, Rich, you... by strategic yep. play, and it's not gonna help me at all. I get to put all four of the playoff drivers in my uh, lineup. You do, but they won't get you any stage points. No. But they'll get me win points, I guess. I don't know. They could. All right, Mike. Non-playoff driver side. Who do you like since your guy finished higher than mine down in Martinsville? Uh, I'm going to pick a guy that I picked last week, but the playoff driver. I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin. He's He is my favorite driver out there right now. Um, okay. Ross Chastain gives me some chase, some reason to, to buy into him. And not just what he, his move, but in general, his personality I like a lot. But uh, Chase Elliott's, or De Denny Hamlin's still my favorite driver, so I'm going to pick him. All right, Mike, I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with the Cactus King. Kevin Harvick, he gets his crew chief back. He gets Randy Randy Childers back atop the box, and he's pretty darn good. And he has a really good track history at Phoenix. So I'm going to go with Harvick. Yeah, I get it. I'm not, I think that's a good pick. Um, both of them are good drivers. So, uh, Rich, you you pretty much have the clinch on the win as you are at six forty four sixty four fifty nine. Ezers is coming up in second at fifty seven eighty five. Okay. Funkhouse is at. 5770 Dupo is at 5677 and I am once again your loser at 5032 so yeah and if you uh if you weren't paying too as much attention when we were talking about Martinsville your championship four drivers going for the victory Joey Lugano Christopher Bell Chase Elliott and Ross Chastain so as we're saying good, getting ready to say goodbye to the NASCAR season as it's championship weekend, we do have a big return back to NASCAR. We do. This week it was announced that Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson. is going to be returning to NASCAR as, as he's bought in to be an, invest, an investor in Petty GMS. Yep. And it also for select races. He will feel he he will be back in the seat. I'm excited for that. That's going to be great. Yeah. So he's hoping to get a an exception to be able to race in the All Star race in North in uh, North Wilkesboro. I hope and, they better give it to him. And there's talk that he might do the Memorial Day double of racing in the Coca Cola 600 and the Indy 500. Uh, I, yeah, I can totally see him being able to do it. He's done it before. It's not the first time, and it won't be. I, I hope it's not the last time he gets to do that. So, okay. Yeah, and the Coca-Cola 600 is probably one of those races where you have some extra cars that get added to that field because it's one of those major, major races. So you'll probably yeah. see him in Daytona, at least in Daytona, maybe a couple of road courses here and there, and uh, probably the Coca-Cola 600 for sure. Yep. So Mike... Um, 
Go ahead and take us out on the NASCAR corner, Mike. Give him another This plug. has been the NASCAR corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Check them out in Moline on Fifth Avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs or on their eBay store. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Heading from the NASCAR corner into the gridiron, week eight. Let's take a look. All right, Mike. So our locks of the week. It was an odd. It was an even week. So you had first choice, and you took the Vikings over the Cardinals. The Vikings pulled it off, winning thirty-four to twenty-six, improving your mark to four and three. I went with the Bills over the Packers. The Bills won twenty-seven to seventeen, making my mark five, two, and one. Mike, In the, what upset about the upsets? Specials. I picked. The only game I think I would pick the Commanders to upset a team, and I picked the Commanders over the Colts. The Commanders win seventeen to sixteen, bringing my record up to three and five. Rich, you picked the Cardinals over the Vikings. The Vikings won, meaning you dropped down to five hundred at four and four. We both picked the Cowboys to beat the Bears, and of course they made the Bears look embarrassing. Bringing me to six and two, Rich. You have you are at five and three. Where are the Bears sitting for the year? Three and five. Three and five. Okay, take us into Thursday night football. All right, I didn't watch the Thursday night game because I was watching baseball. Uh, but the Eagles beat the Texans twenty-nine to seventeen. Mike, you're six and three picking Thursday night football. I'm five and four. Okay. Uh, this week, it is an odd week, so Rich, you get to pick who is your lock of the week. The lock of the week, I'm going to take the Vikings over the Commanders. It's a good pick. I'm going to pick the Patriots over the Colts. I like that pick as well. I mean, I, mean, I, I had, I mean, I was going back and forth. I think all week I was going Chiefs over the Titans, and then tonight, today before we were before before we even started talking before we went press the live button i was i i went over and i had patriots over colts for for a little while this morning then before finally settling on the vikings so i like it okay uh rich what is your upset special of the week the upset special i'm gonna go with the falcons over the chargers i like that pick i am gonna pick the lions over the packers I, I, it's a it's a good pick. The Packers aren't playing very well. The Lions have had some close losses, or were, they've had some weeks where they put a lot of points on the board and they've come out as, as duds and gotten blown out and not put up points on the board. I think the biggest reason is that no divisional game is ever a lock. No, not really. When can you ever put a divisional game as a lock? Never. And if you can't put a divisional game as a lock then you might be able to put it as an upset. It's always a possibility. Yeah. So, And there weren't really any clear-cut good choices for upsets. Nope. A, lot of e, a lot of games were either very lopsided in favor of, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't pick against that team that big of a spread. Or there was some well, games that were too tightly to being a 50-50 split like the Raiders and the Jaguars. Let me let me come I think in there's here. There's another 50-50 split. So I had picked I had picked the Seahawks over Arizona. That was early in the week. That was considered an upset. 
and now it's considered uh, an actual like that's that's what's being predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had picked Jacksonville over Los Angeles, and that was one of those that was close. But Jacksonville, I think, was an upset a couple of weeks ago. And then there's Los Angeles and Tampa, which I don't trust either of those teams. So I don't trust picking either of those teams. So those are the three close ones. I also like to pick long shots, slightly long shots at least. And so let's go to Detroit, Green Bay. That's how I came to it. Okay. All right, so the Bears will see Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins come into Chicago. Who are you picking? I'm picking that Tua Tagovailoa does not finish the game, but the Dolphins <laughs> still win. All right, I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. So, Mike, that is a flip for you because you originally had that as a win when we were going through all the entire Bears schedule yep. before the preseason. Yep, I'm okay before, with making that flip. Before the regular season started. And Thursday night football, Amazon's getting their money's worth this week as it's going to be the Falcons going down to Carolina to take on the Panthers. I mean, this, is this going to be a game where in the last quarter each defense just gets out of the way of the offense to see who's going to rack up, the, who's going to score to see who gets to first pick? I don't know. I mean, the Falcons technically, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Mike, but I think the Falcons currently lead the South. They do. I believe they do. You're right. <laughs> the so, Panthers, yeah, the Panthers are fighting for the last pick, but maybe they're also fighting to maybe keep Steve, Steve Wilkes is coaching for his job, coaching for a full-time job to where when he gets an interview at the end of the year, he can clearly say, hey, look, this team played better under me than Matt Rule, the guy he gave a seven-year deer to or are paying not to coach the team. By the way, I think that uh, I think the Panthers are, I mean, the Panthers could still make the playoffs. They could if they can. That keep, South is a terrible going. division. It is. You thought that this was the. It's. It, I think it's still the Buccaneers' division to lose. But the Buccaneers also have to start playing well. They need to get healthy, especially in that old. Yeah, game. get healthy. So, um, okay, we are going to go through our power rankings, folks. I am doing it live with you. Uh, I, I have a rough idea in my head, uh, and you are going to come with me in the journey of making my picks. So, uh, Rich, my number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. Has been for the last three weeks. Will continue to be. They are a great team. I'm still sticking that I'm going with the Buffalo Bills at number one. How can you disrespect a team like the Phillies? You think that the you think the East is the the hardest division right now, and in, on paper they are the hardest division to be in the lead of, and the Phillies are still undefeated. They've beaten up on the on Dallas. They've beaten up on Minnesota, two top five teams. Yep. Who have they lost to? They've technically lost to nobody. Not just technically. They haven't lost to nobody. They haven't lost anybody. They have not had a loss this year. Yep. Who else? Not technically. Okay, they haven't lost. Who else have they beaten, Mike? Um, didn't they beat the Commanders? They did beat the Commanders. The Commanders are are top half of the of the field team, aren't they? 
I in my rankings, I have the Commanders at twenty. Okay. They beat the Lions, a team that they should have beaten. I have them at a, at the, in the bottom five this week. What we'll do we always say, later. though, Rich? You win the you beat you win you win the games that you're supposed to win. Good teams win the te- win the games they're supposed to win. So they're winning games that they're supposed to win, and you don't think that's good enough for you. Who the Bills lose to? They lost to the Miami Dolphins, who were undefeated at the time, and who I have at number eight. Okay, but but should they have beaten the Dolphins? I think at the time that that was almost a push, and it was also a close game. Okay. It came down to the wire on that game. But I, I, so would, I would consider that a good loss. They lost to a great team at the time. But when you put a good loss up against an undefeated team... So here's the other reason why I have the Bills over the Eagles. Okay. At the time, we thought coming into the regular season, the Rams were going to be great, right? Yeah. Great, maybe challenged for being repeating. That's that's a win. There's one win. The, t- the Tennessee Titans. I currently have the Titans as my number nine team. They won that game. The Baltimore Ravens, number six on my rankings. They won that game. Kansas City Chiefs, third. Third in my rankings. So they have more, I have that they have more quality wins against tougher teams. So that's why I put the Bills over the Eagles. Think of it as a strength of schedule. Think of it as strength of schedule. Okay, I'm okay with the strength of schedule side. However, you're saying that the the Bills beating the Rams, Rich. At the time. Okay. At the time. But at the time, we didn't know how terrible the Rams actually were. Now that we do... Now that we do, though, that, is that, that a good win? That doesn't carry as much weight as it okay. did back in week one. Okay. Yes, I'll give that to you. So that one, but, that one, we're gonna. I'm gonna actually write that one off, and I think that one's more of a write-off than. Where do you have the the Rams ranked right now? The Rams are at number nineteen. So you have them one ahead of of the Washington Commanders. Yes. Okay. So that would I actually that's think, a comparable win. I yeah, think, I could see that. That's a comparable think, win. And you said like you said, it was that was at the beginning of the season when everybody thought that the Rams were a good team. But when did the when did the Eagles beat the, the commanders? Um, I think it was two or three. When the commanders were actually looking like a decent team. That's what I'm going with, Mike. That's why. And also... The disrespect! If that's what you choose to see it as. And and honestly, Mike, here's the other thing. If the Chiefs had beaten the Bills in that game, more than likely I'd have the Chiefs at one and the Bills at three. Really? Okay. Yep. I I don't know that I could... And again, I I already have the Eagles at one, so I can't say what I would do outside of that. Um, But... Let's move. We just got through so, our number one. So the final thing. So the final thing I can say on this one before we go with who we have it to, is that when I kind of consider looking at teams, all right, man. Like when I after I compare who they've beaten, who they've lost to, or not lost to in the case of the Eagles, the other thing that I can look at if I'm seeing all right, kind of like a one A one B, who would win in a head-to-head matchup. For me, whether it's on a neutral field, whether the game's in Buffalo, whether the game's in Philly, I'm taking the Bills. 
Um, neutral field and in Philadelphia, I think it's a much closer game than you're giving it credit for. And I actually think I picked the Eagles on both a neutral and a and a uh, Philly game. Uh, in Buffalo, I think it's actually more close than most people give it credit for. Uh, the Eagles are not the, the Dolphins. The Eagles are not coming from a warm weather city to the coldest place on earth, which, by the way, uh, Green Bay still holds the record for the cold, coldest game on record. Not Buffalo. It might be the snowiest place in the, in the, yeah. that we see in the NFL, but it is not the coldest. So I think the Eagles could do all right in a, even a snowy condition. So, okay, yeah. let's now, move on me, to number the, two. Me, this is what I'll give you, though. Yeah. In the odd event that Philly stays undefeated and Buffalo drops another game to where I, I can't justify a two-loss team over an undefeated team, yeah. But keeping the way, a one-loss team by above the way, them, I can do that. The Eagles stay undefeated this week. We know that. Yeah. The Eagles have stayed undefeated. Yes, we're we're not using that win as a part of the discussion because it's not part of how our our power rankings are pre Thursday games. That's how it is. Um, okay, let's move on to number two. I have the Buffalo Bills. This is where I put the Eagles. Okay, number three, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. That's where I put the Chiefs as well. Number four, I have the Dallas Cowboys. The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it it's rough for me. I think the Vikings probably deserve it, but. I can't let a team – I don't – I refuse to put a team higher on their bye week. I don't think – you can't you can't gain spaces because other people lost. I, I have a problem with that. So I will I, – I didn't put them there. But I do have them at number five. I, I've, had the, I've had the Vikings over the Cowboys for a couple of weeks now. You have. You have, which is surprising okay. because I hate the Cowboys more than you than, – than you and – I, like I said, looking. I, I mean, I hate the Eagles too. I, I shouldn't have either of like. If it was personal rankings, those two teams would be near the bottom of the list. But going off my eye test and all the other stuff I see, I have to go with them at, at number one and number four respectively. Uh, number yeah. five, who do you got, Rich? The Dallas Cowboys. I like that. I actually, uh, we just flip-flopped the the Vikings and the Cowboys here. I have the Vikings at number five. They're a top five team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Number Number six. six, Number six, I think, is where we could start seeing some differences, and this is where I'm not even confident on where I have these teams ranked. So number six, I put the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Let me look at some things real quick. I I don't mind that pick. I'm basically going off of records, basically at this point. Yeah, I'm actually going to put the Niners here. Okay. For some reason, even though they are four and four, which isn't good, I think they're still a better team than a lot of these other teams out there. So, um, and Jimmy G, all he does is win, right? I guess so. All right, number seven. This is where the I have New the York Baltimore. Football Giants. I have the. I put the Baltimore New York Ravens. Football Giants. Yeah, I, I like that pick. That's probably quite accurate. Number eight. All right. I have the New York Football Giants. Number eight. So who did you put at seven? Oh, I, I put the. Uh, I, I put the the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Number eight. I put the Miami Dolphins. Okay. 
Um, this is where I have the Tennessee Titans. Okay. The Titans I have in my nine spot. Uh, I have Seattle at my nine spot. I put the Seahawks at number 10. Okay. That's where I have the Miami Dolphins. And okay. I know that's, that is slight disrespect, and I don't mean the disrespect, but it's just... I can't... Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, I almost wanted to put the 49ers there. Yeah, I can I see really it. did. I think there's a lot of potential there. I wanted to get them into the top 10, but I had to go with, I think, the teams that, by record... Are, have done better. But, I mean, that's where kind of the strength of schedule comes in. I mean, yep. the, the Giants, because of how bad they were last year, the Giants and the Seahawks probably have don't have as tough of a schedule as the Niners do. So I have the Niners at 12. You put them into your top 10. And a team that I had to drop out of my top 10 from last week were the Bengals. Yep. Getting I... blown out by the Browns last week. Yeah, I it's... This year is a topsy-turvy year. We don't know who's going to be where, when. So. All right. The bottom five, Mike. Okay. This one's easy. I mean, not, the bottom team has to be the Detroit Lions. I have the Houston Texans. And I don't think you're wrong, but here's my case. They at least okay. had enough to make a tie. All right, I, I can give you that one. I'll give you that one. I have the Lions at 31, so we're not that far off. By the I'm way, sure you have the Texans at 31. I, I have the Texans at 31. By the way, who is the tie okay. against? I'm sorry? Who is the tie against? The Indianapolis Colts. Right. That we thought were going to be – a Matt Ryan Indianapolis Colts that we thought were going to be great. Well, maybe not great, but at least they could win the division. Yeah, yeah. And they've fallen flat. Yep. Okay, number 30, uh, this is where I have the, the Chicago Bears. And this wow, is well, there's a big gap for us between the Bears. I can tell you that right now. This is because I, watch, I have watched every snap of the Bears season this year. Their, their offense is looking better the last couple of weeks, but, man, they're still a terrible team. And I know it shouldn't affect it. But what did they do this week, Rich? I know this is probably in our notes for the next topic. They they traded away probably their best <laughs> defensive player. Both. And through a second trade, they got – we we talked about Robert Quinn last week. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I and that they happened. get back, a pro, I think, a wide receiver in Clay's Claypool that thinks he's better than he actually is. Yeah. I so I don't think they're that good. I think they're going to I think you're going to see they have plateaued. I don't think we're going to see them doing much this year the rest of the year. So um, this is where we're probably going to have a big difference here. Yep. Um I'll, I'll get where I put the Bears later. Okay. Um so my number 30 team is the Vegas Raiders. Okay. I you know what? I don't mind that pick. I have that uh we'll get to where I have that. Um actually have the Jacksonville Jaguars at 29. Okay. Number number 30, I put the Carolina Panthers. 29, you put the Carolina Panthers. Yes. 30, you put the, the Raiders. Yes. Uh, okay, and that's not that's not terrible. Um, and, and we're almost to where I have them, but we'll, I mean, we'll go, we may go one extra. All right, 
number 28. What do you got? Um, I went with Jacksonville here. Okay. I actually have um, the I, – I actually agree with you on that one. And did, did you want to go up one more? Yeah, that's where, that's where I have the Raiders. Okay. I, I put the Steelers here at number 27. It's because you hate the Steelers. I mean, they're doing terribly this year. Let's not let's – not, actually, I'm actually surprised you have them at the top of the two win, of, of the two win teams. I figured you would because, have them at the bottom. Basically, because I got to look at it as who they beat. Yeah. The Bengals – the Bengals and the Buccaneers. You, the Bengals and the Buccaneer wins look a lot better than the cheap than the Colts and the Chargers for the Jaguars. Yeah, they certainly look better than the Panthers wins against the Saints and the Buccaneers. Yep. And the reason why I have the Raiders down as maybe the worst two win team, they beat the Broncos and the Texans. Yeah, I. The Broncos are a team that I want to put in my dot bottom six. They're a team that looked terrible. I but just, they've somehow gotten three wins. Yeah. And two of them are against teams that deserve to be in the bottom five. Yep. Yep. I. So. Yeah, it's rough. Okay, Ridge. So, Mike, where I, do you have the Bears? I put the, Bear, I put the Bears up at 24. I'm just looking at their <laughs> record, looking at who they beat. And I think that with who they've looked going off of the record and who they've gotten their victories against. They're better than the Colts. In my opinion, they're they're playing better than the Colts, the Broncos, and the Steelers. If I watched the Bears like I watched the rest of the league, by the way, the way I watched the rest of the league, and I and I did, I watch I, I watch all the highlights. I take Yahoo. You can go on NFL uh, has all of the highlights, every game highlights highlights from all of the game. Wow, let me start that over. On Yahoo, the NFL has mm-hmm. the highlights for each game each week. So Monday for my lunch, Tuesday for my lunch, Monday night after everybody's in bed but me, and Tuesday night I try to finish all by the end of Tuesday, I try to finish watching all of the highlights. Most of the time I get there. Most of the time. So in watching just highlights, you see the best part of other teams. In watching every snap, you see the worst part of the Bears. And that's why, for me, if I watched it, like, if I watched just the highlight reel, you're right, I'd probably have the Bears uh, up around 24, 25-ish, maybe. But watching every snap, yes, I am... This is one of those cases where being a fan and watching everything make it hurts them a little bit for them. So, um, yeah, and for me, I mean, at least now they're putting points on the board a little bit more. They're starting and they to have show the opportunity with Cl- Chase Claypool. Letting... They really could start putting more points on the board, even more so, because I think at his prime he was a number one, but I think now he's probably a number two in most of the league, maybe a number three in the top half of the league and uh which is better than any of the bears current wide receivers okay so let's talk about the trade so the bears got clace claypool for a second round pick and a fifth round pick Yep. and they got 
and they traded away. Oh no, I'm sorry. That that was the return that they got for Roquan Smith. They got a second, a fifth, and a linebacker by the game, by the name of AJ Klein. Yep. And then they took that second and fifth round and turned it into Chase Claypool, didn't they? No, Claypool. They traded their own second round pick to get oh, Claypool. Okay. So a higher second round pick to get Claypool. I don't know that I'm okay with that. I think what the Bears need to do is they need to stock up on first rounds, maybe second round picks, and try to turn that into offensive line. We need we need to protect our quarterback. We're not doing it. This is why we suck as a team. If we had an offensive line that could do something, I believe, A, I believe Mitch Trubisky could have been a top 10 quarterback. Oh, B, right. I think if we could protect our quarterback, Chase or uh, uh, Justin Fields could be a easily a top eight quarterback. All right. So, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to borrow from uh, my boss Jamie Johnson's kind of analysis of the Claypool trade a little bit. Yeah. And go with. If they hadn't done this Claypool trade, I think it takes a little bit of pressure off of the front office to where they can actually draft for what they actually need, which is offensive or defensive linemen yep. in the first two rounds. Yep. Because what would everybody really be saying if they had gone, if they had two seconds and their one first and they went and with not the drafted a wide receiver and not drafted a wide receiver in theory help for Justin Fields or we... not overspent on one on free agency we would have argued that that uh you need to we would argue that what good is it to protect him if he doesn't have anybody to throw to yeah and that's that's a valid thing that i i wholeheartedly understand that yeah. and so i think so that's a good they, analysis yeah, yeah so now they could draft a good defensive lineman or an offensive lineman and with the within the first two rounds yep i'm good and with not that. have the fan base going crazy because how could you pass on the, all these wide receivers? Yeah, I like that analysis. No, That's a don't. really good one. Okay. So um, so some other trades that happened within the division. You saw TJ Hawkinson go from Detroit to Minnesota. That's going to help them a ton. Um, I, now, I now will solidly say that they win the division. All right. The Dolphins made some moves, uh, getting uh, linebacker Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. And Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. Yep. Good, solid moves for them. They signed Bradley Chubb to a bigger long-term deal. And really the other move that kind of sticks out to me, Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire year going over to Jacksonville. For one year for, on his contract. For a fifth rounder and a 24 conditional fourth. Yeah. I I think that's dumb, but whatever. Yeah. Any other trades that we really haven't already discussed from previous weeks that I think we've I mean, I don't it's it's NFL trades, which is weird. Uh, we normally that's normally that for years. That was never a big thing. It is. It seems to be now. Um, and I'm OK with that. I'm not upset with that at all. I just it's not something that we we're used to talking about. Um, Rich, give the people a Major League World Series update and let's. Let's go. 
All right. So currently the series is Houston leads three to two. You can catch games six and seven, six and seven if necessary on Fox. Um, at seven o'clock, the games will be in Houston. Yeah. So, Mike, we've had some pretty good games with records being set. You had game two with yeah. five with Lance McCullers being the first World Series starting pitcher to allow five home runs within a start. And then the next night, the, the Phillies get no hit as they become the first team, as Houston becomes the first team that they're all combined no hitter in the World Series. Yeah. It's... And only the second no no hitter in World Series history. By the way, this is more proof that uh, Philadelphia is not banging on trash cans. Okay. Yeah, that's all I have. To I, say. I'm not going to argue with that one because I know I'm fighting a losing battle to say this was four years ago, Mike. Let, let it doesn't it go. matter. I know you're not going to let it go. I know you're not going to let it go. So Never. Move fast. <laughs> By the way, here's what I will say. If the commissioner would have come down and, and actually done something, if he wouldn't have said, hey, it's just a trophy – I would maybe I could have dropped it. I I could I could let it go, but it's never going to happen. Philadelphia or Houston, you're dead to me. Okay, so yeah, I mean they've had some great games. I liked Kyle Schwarber's attitude after the yeah. no hitter, talking about it. Says I don't care about it. next game. It happened next game. By the and way, if he that came was, out and tied the game, if that was Bill Belichick doing it, uh, we'd all make fun of him for it. But Kyle Schwarber doing it, we're like, yeah, that's a good response. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, um, I don't know who's going to win these games. I think I think it comes down to if it goes seven, it's anybody's ball game. I like the pitching. Yeah. Famber Valdez, it looked really great in game number two, and he's going back to Houston. Here's the thing. Seven, game so I, sevens are unpredictable because everybody is available. You pitched yesterday. Okay, warm up. We, we're going to put you in for three guys. We're going to put you in to get one out in this in this inning. Everybody's available. Your arm is falling off. Okay, let's put some let's put some rub some dirt in it and put a band-aid on it. We have to win this game. Do something to make this happen. Everybody's available. Game 6, you can still save your guys. If you're Houston, you can say, "Well, Verlander just pitched 2 days ago. We'll wait. We have an extra game." Philly, they don't have that luxury. This, If it goes to seven, Houston probably wins. But if it goes to seven, everybody's available. Because you, it's what the Cubs did. That's how the Cubs win the World Series, by the, won the World Series. By the way, that was uh, six years ago, two days ago. Yeah. So they won because Joe Madden was like, Aroldis Chapman... I need you to pitch three innings. Your arm is falling off because you throw 150 miles an hour. I don't care. Get out there, throw another inning. Okay, go back. We win. We don't need you anymore. We don't care. It's the end of the season. guy. You just go. That's why game sevens are awesome. Yeah. So how much of the World Series have you watched? Two games. Two full games. I, I've watched half of the other one, so maybe so three games total. Yeah, I think I've done three games total as well. I think I know I watched. I I think I had one. I don't. I think the old really the only game I 
that I missed, I think, was Tuesday's game. Okay. It was Tuesday's game because I really didn't watch that as close. Yeah. yeah. Mostly because it was a blowout, and it was a blowout. So, um, Tuesday's so game good was... games overall. Yeah. Good games overall. That was the game where it was like the 8-0 eight, eight Philly because of all the home runs they hit from McCullers tipping pitches. Now, Mike, you said you figured it out what it was that he was tipping. So what was it? I'm not saying. Okay. He, I, I, Altuve might be watching. Okay. Altuve, if Altuve's watching, I don't want to give him. I don't want him to tell. I don't want him to tell the guys so they, he doesn't tip his pitch. You can find it on maybe. the internet. All right. So maybe it's, next week. It's maybe in next, his, Maybe next week we'll I, talk about it. It's in we, his kit. Gotta recap the World Series. So, Mike, because of the World Series, we had no Mass Singer this week yep. because the, there was a World Series game on Wednesday. We might have Mass Singer on Sunday. But we will definitely no have it on Wednesday. If there's no baseball. So next week, we'll definitely have a Mass Singer recap. We might have to recap two episodes, but at a minimum, we'll have one. So no spoilers alert. No spoiler alerts this week. Rich, do you have any shout-outs for this week? Um... I'll shout out my dad. It was yeah. his birthday. It was his birthday on Sunday. So uh, another happy birthday to my dad. Um, yeah, that's really the only shout out I got. Uh, I, I'm i going to dedicate this week's show to, to Danielle's grandfather. He passed away a couple weeks ago. He was a sports junkie. Um, you go over and he's watching sports or he's watching the ultimate blood sport politics. Um, mm-hmm. But he was a sports junkie, and um, yeah, we're we have we have a memorial service for him today. Um, we're gonna families in town. There's rough stuff that goes with that, but um, we're gonna celebrate him. We're gonna do our best to honor his memory. Um, so I'd appreciate prayers for my family, for my um, my wife's family. Uh, my wife, her siblings, all of them, as we have to navigate these waters, it's going to be a little um, tense at times, and there's all sorts of stuff. But, uh, yeah, he he was a great guy, and he definitely had a love of sports, and he loved talking to sports. And um, I, I could go down to the basement and start talking about baseball or football or uh, just about anything, and he would sit there and laugh and joke with me and – um, and it was fun. So, uh, Delmer, this one goes out for you. So, um, All right, Mike. with that being said, thank you. Uh, we have no comments this week on the no show. No reactions either. Or reactions. Uh, but rich people are, people, uh, watch us on YouTube, on Facebook after the show for some reason. Um, and they want to listen to us in their cars while they drive to work. What do? You, what? Where should they go? Um, search balls and sticks wherever you find your other podcasts yep. that you listen to on a consistent basis. We're on all the platforms. Uh, we're on all the platforms, and if for some reason you don't find us on the ones that that you usually get your podcasts from, I know for sure that we're like on Spot, Spotify, Apple, um, Google, Google. All the all the normal one, all those other ones. iHeartRadio. So Mike, yeah. So Mike, if they're uh, if they're watching, if they're uh, listening to us in the po- on the podcast format, 
and they don't necessarily like Facebook Live, where where else can they find us? You can actually view our videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash balls and sticks podcast the podcast, I think. I don't remember what it is now. But um here I can find it real quick. Might want to put in balls and sticks just to, balls and sticks the podcast, just to be sure. Because you never know what you're gonna find uh, on the YouTube some days. Um yeah, it's just balls and sticks. Okay, just balls and sticks. Yep. Oh, cool. All so, right, Mike. And then uh, if you're watching us on YouTube and you want to be able to get a comment shout out or a um, reaction or a shout reaction out. shout out, uh, make sure to and or vote in our polls. Make sure to hop on over to the Facebook and uh, either subscribe to or, or like or follow uh, fans of balls and sticks or balls and sticks. Yep. So, Mike, what's the time to do? Let's. Live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. <laughs>